class of 2019, are you ready? I have been given five to seven minutes to inspire you, encourage you, congratulate you, and bless you on the adventure that you are going to start tomorrow now that this chapter has closed. When I was asked to do it, I was arrogant. I thought, oh, sure, I can come up with something that can do all of those things in five to seven minutes. And then this week arrived. How do you inspire 700, over 700 people that you do not know? Uh, some of you are athletes and writers. Some of you are going to be physicists and astronauts. Some of you are going to be nurses and EMTs. How can I relate to the hundreds of graduates here today about whom I know very little? And in many ways, this task reminded me of why I write a journal to my daughter. I have a seven-year-old daughter named Fiona, and I don't know if it's just my macabre personality or if it's something about my job, but I feel like if I got hit by a truck tomorrow, there are things that I want that girl to know. <laughs> and on the day that I found out I was pregnant, I started that journal to her. Today, I'm going to read six excerpts of her journal to you. These are my top pieces of advice that I have given my daughter, the things that I want her to know as she grows into a leader of the next generation, because just like you, all 730, am I right? Close enough. <laughs> Leadership is your birthright. These are the things that I want to tell you. So when you hear the name Fiona, I want you to silently change that into your own name. See, I won't have the privilege of knowing each of you and the unbelievable stories that bring you here today. But still, this is the life advice I would give to my own daughter, and it's what I want to share with you. Number one, give yourself the grace to change your mind Fiona, you will come to conclusions about all sorts of things in your life, whether you like black licorice or rye bread or rainy days or sunny days best. Some of those decisions are very important, like who you choose to spend your life with or whether you're going to choose to believe in God. And I'm here to tell you that it's okay to change your mind. See, I'm not saying you should walk out on your commitments. I'm not saying you shouldn't have faith or that you shouldn't hold on to the principles when times get hard. But very few things in life are worthy of that kind of commitment. Allowing yourself the grace to change your mind seems to be harder than you would think. Because I've been an attorney for almost 20 years now, and I have seen lawyers toil at their desk when their passion is music. I have seen people pass up job opportunities because I don't like to travel, or I don't like to wear a suit, or I'm not a morning person. I'm not saying you can't have your own personalities or your own temperament. I'm suggesting that people seem to label themselves and then cling to that label when the reason for doing so has long since disappeared. When I was dating your father, I had an eating disorder. I was so thin that I could never stay warm even though I lived in the desert of Los Angeles. And when he asked about counseling, I dismissively said, I don't go to counseling, I'm not a talker. That's funny. Only because there's so many of you. Never mind. Um, when did you decide that about yourself, he asked. I said, years ago. He said, you're simply not the person that you were back then. I went to counseling. Soon after that conversation, I regained my fertility. And 10 years later, we had you. Graduates, Fiona, you will change. You will grow. You will not be the person you were when you were 15, when you're 30, when you're 18, when you're 67. 
It's okay to let yourself evolve. It's okay to give yourself permission to be that new person. And don't be too hard on others when they change their mind as well. Which leads us to number two. It's very simple. Do not be a jerk. <laughs> Fiona, I don't care not even a little bit if you get into Yale. I don't care if you're a piano prodigy and newsflash, you're not. <laughs> I don't care if you aced your first spelling test, but I'll tell you what, I care very much if the child we raised is a jerk. How many parents and grandparents agree with that statement that are here? <laughs> see, I will consider myself a success as a parent when I see you treating the CEO of the office with the same kindness and the same respect as the person who cleans the bathroom. When I see you being led with a heart of compassion towards those who have less than you do, because at the end of the day, graduates, Fiona, you are going to be someone's roommate, someone's girlfriend, someone's boyfriend, someone's spouse, someone's employee, someone's boss. And if you're going to navigate these relationships successfully, you don't have to be a jerk about it. Don't keep score. Don't be cruel with other people's feelings and treat others with kindness and respect. Because number three, you don't know a person's story. I am the first female district attorney in Napa. I run responsible for and run the largest law firm in my county. I get a fair amount of attention for it, some good and some bad. I am often criticized for being too aloof, too standoffish. Many perceive me as arrogant, I'm not touchy-feely, I don't like to be hugged. And my employees would probably say my standards and my expectations of them are a bit too high or maybe a lot too high. The truth is, Fiona, I'm not perfect, but most days I'm doing the best that I, the best that I can. And really, I think on most days, people are doing the best that they can. See, I don't like to be hugged because I was sexually abused by a sister's boyfriend when I was your age, and I don't mean to overstate it or think that it's more than it was, but he would hold me down and kiss me. He was 25 and nearly 300 pounds, and I was seven. See, even now at 45 years old, I panic when I feel like I'm being smothered. I seem aloof because I'm shy. My father, your grandfather, was in prison when I was growing up, and I never really learned how to do small talk. I was homeless with my mom, your grandmother, for almost five years, and when you grow up that way, you learn quickly not to say too much, not to make too much eye contact, and to mind your own business. I do have high standards. Like most children of trauma, I learned how to not be a problem. I was the perfect student. I got straight A's. I, learned my, I earned my bachelor's, my master's, my law degree before I was 27 years old. And like children of trauma, I developed crippling anxiety. When I feel like I haven't done my best, I can feel like I don't deserve to eat or sleep. I constantly berate myself. It's hard for me to accept imperfection, and it's hard to know when I see it in others. See, graduates, you can't know a person by looking at them or by knowing their job, even public people. You don't always know a person's story, where they come from, who they are, why they are, the way that they are, and what they've been through, so be careful when you come to unkind conclusions about people. And that being said, number four, there's a lot of people that won't like you. <laughs> My advice is to just deal with it. Because I tell you, the sooner you wrap your head around this, the easier it will be. Sometimes they won't like you because you violated rule number two and you were a jerk. Other times, 
You just aren't a person's cup of tea, your personalities don't mesh, they don't like your, your sense of humor, and still others won't like you just because. And that last one, that can be hard. In my job, I take a lot of criticism from strangers, just read Facebook comments about me, see when I make a decision that people don't like. People I've ne never met before will call me stupid, inept, unethical, a fool, and eventually, and frankly, for most public women, the conversation becomes, I'm ugly and I'm fat. The first few times this happened, it threw me into a tailspin. I handed my phone to your father. I said, look at what people are saying about me. I don't even know these people. He took my phone, he scanned through it, he shrugged, and he said, Allison, get over it. You're not the jackass whisperer. <laughs> In the face of all my anger and hurt feelings and indignation, that was it. He was over it. And just like that, I can be over it too. Graduates, you are not the jackass whisperers. <laughs> take criticism to heart only from the people you would take advice from. Other people's opinion of you is simply none of your business. I've wasted a lot of time in my life clutching my pearls and wringing my hands, wondering why someone doesn't like me. I'm here to tell you, learn from my mistake. Put your head down, keep doing the work. I do recommend rule number five. We're almost done, I only have six. <laughs> Cultivate at least one person to be frank with you. Graduates, I've cultivated more than one, but here's the basic gist. Give some people the right to tell you the truth to your face. My secretary is named Jennifer. She is 35 years old, the mother of two children, and she keeps me from losing my mind. She gives me the gift of telling me the truth, and I give her the gift of not getting her in trouble. <laughs> she tells me the truth. If my bad mood is permeating the office, she tells me the truth. If my outfit doesn't look that great on me, she tells me the truth if I've been too busy of a schedule and need to take some time off. She is invaluable because I know she will tell me the truth. Graduates, cultivate people in your life who can tell you the truth to your face about important things, like if you're drinking too much, if your work performance is failing, if you're dating an idiot, if that post on social media was simply not a good idea, if you need to stop wearing that skirt, if you need to get help because you're cutting yourself, or your boyfriend or girlfriend keeps hitting you, or your kid is financially exploiting you, it does require that you don't keep secrets about your life, but you will quickly learn that this kind of frank feedback from people confident in your affection for them, that's what it means to have each other's back. It's how you keep from falling into a well and not knowing how to get back out of it. It is how you stop feeling like you're going through this alone. It is how you build relationships you can count on. And here we are at number six. And this, if you've listened to nothing else, please listen to number six. Do things that are worthy of you. Fiona and graduates, you are gonna have a lot of decisions in your life what the next step is, who to love, who to work for, what will you allow to entertain you, how you will spend your time, and when you have a choice, make decisions that are worthy of you. Don't date people who make you feel bad about yourself. Don't accept a job with a boss who abuses you. Don't simply go to whatever school accepts you. Don't talk to yourself or about yourself with disrespect. I don't mean that you should be arrogant. I don't mean that you have to think that you're only deserving of the finest things. I'm saying that you treat yourself like you have value. And I'm not saying you have to believe it, but I'm here to tell you it sure is better when you do. 
I didn't always follow this rule in my life. I dated a man who threw things at me. I waited tables for tips when I should have been capable of managing the whole restaurant. Out of shame, I lied about where my dad was when he was incarcerated. See, those kinds of behaviors, those are beneath me. They are beneath you. That behavior, I regret it to this day. That guy was a jerk. I wasted years of my life pursuing goals that weren't worthy of me, and I regret that wasted time. Graduates, are your dreams big enough? Are they worthy of you? Because I'm here to tell you that making the world a better place is a legitimate career goal. Have you chosen to surround yourself with the best people? Do they make you laugh? Do they support you, tell you the truth? Are they worthy of you? How do you talk to yourself? Are you cruel and negative? Or are you patient with yourself? And do you give yourself grace? Consider just experimenting with talking to yourself like you would someone you respect and admire. Treat yourself in a way that is worthy of you. Finally, graduates, individually, I want you to be a champion. A person who lifts people up, a person so confident that you don't feel a need to tear another person down, a friend who rejoices at the success of another, a person who befriends the downtrodden, someone who can stand up for someone weaker. I want you to be the person who does the right thing when no one is looking. I want you to fix all the things my generation got wrong. These are the messages to my daughter. These are my messages to you. You are the promise of the future. The men and women who will raise our next generation do it in a way that is worthy of you. If I had time for number seven, it would be this. Please don't take naked pictures of yourself. It never goes well. I'm the district attorney. Trust me on this one. I'm out of time. Congratulations.